Hey everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of History and Science. I'm Shella Pafk, and my friend, Cindy Palmer, will also be joining us to talk about today's topic. Hey guys, I'm really excited to be here today. I can't wait to learn more about today's topic. Today, we will be talking about the Nuremberg Code and the effects it's had throughout our history. To start, the Nuremberg Code is the result from a trial made during the year of 1947 in Nuremberg, Germany. The trial was made to punish 23 Nazi doctors who did unspeakable crimes against innocent Jewish captives, some including live dissections as as the human body systems. Oh, wow, that's awful. How can anybody get away with that? You see, they didn't. According to the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum, the doctors were either hanged or sentenced to prison. The Nuremberg trials were the first stepping stones to written requirements and regulations for human experimentation. That's crazy. I've only heard a little about the Nuremberg Code. If the code changed the way people view human experimentation so much, why, do I, why don't I know more about it? Like, what does it say? How did it change human experimentation? How has it affected medical and scientific research? Those are all great questions, Sydney. And that is exactly what we will be talking about today. What do you want to talk about first? Well, I'm really curious about what the Nuremberg Code talks about. That's a great place for us to start. Well, the Nuremberg Code is a written code for scientists and doctors to follow during human experimentation. One of the major points listed is that the voluntary consent of a patient is essential to an experiment and must be given before an experiment can begin. Wait, wait, what does voluntary consent mean? How in-depth does it have to be to be considered consent? Excellent questions. The idea of voluntary consent has been debated many times over the years and has been refined to a somewhat clearer concept. A person, usually a patient or participant of research, must be aware of everything being done to them during the experiment and allow the doctor or scientist to perform these experiments. This is usually done through written consent and a contract given before research begins. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, but has there ever been experiments conducted when a voluntary consent was never given? There are many examples of professional experiments where the participants never gave their consent. Usually, doctors or scientists use people who are ill-informed of what is involved in the experiments. One very good example, sourced from The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Rebecca Skloot, is when researchers took cancerous cells from a woman, Henrietta Lacks, without her ever being aware of them doing such testing. These cells were then developed into a cell line, making millions upon millions of dollars for researchers and com- companies who use them in medicine and other experiments. Meanwhile, Lax's family is in poverty and in need of health care. Because Lax was never informed of the taking of her cells, she never had the opportunity to her own cell line and profit from it. That's really messed up. But back to the number code. What else does it require researchers to meet before starting an experiment? Well, a good portion of the Nuremberg Code explains that the patient has equal or even more rights than the researcher when it comes to the experiment itself. If the patient ever feels they will be injured, physically or mentally, they have every single right to tell the researchers to cancel the experiment, at least for that one person. It also explains how an experiment can only be conducted for the good of society, meaning that the results will help others, and that the experiment must be based off of past animal experimentation to compare results. The Nuremberg Code mentions animal experimentation? That's insane. I studied this topic for a very long time. Do you mind if I talk a little about it? Of course. What can you tell us about animal experimentation? Well, there are many different viewpoints and ideas when it comes to animal experimentation. Many people believe that it benefits society, while others believe it is an unnecessary cruelty to animals. It's also an unreliable way of testing different diseases, considering the fact that animals can be biologically different from humans. So medicine that works on human, or on animals could possibly not work for humans. Animal experimentation is also extremely expensive. So researchers 
are spending large amounts of money on medicine and products that may not even work on humans. But without animal experimentation, many different things, like medicine and research for cancer, couldn't have been found. It's also evidently needed to perform human experimentation, which is also vital to medical research. Yes, I'm aware of that now. However, a majority of research tested on animals can be a tortured experience, capable of causing serious damage mentally and physically. I believe there can be other alternatives in the future that can substitute for animal research, but we just haven't come far enough yet in the technological field. I agree, Cindy, and I hope a day will come when both animals and humans will no longer need to be tested on. However, for the time being, that's how research progresses. But with the Nuremberg Code, many people no longer need to fear being taken advantage of or being injured permanently, having more rights than ever before. While I feel we're making great strides towards safer research, I feel it could be a more secure system. For example, before this meeting, I was never aware the Nuremberg Code even existed. How could we say that researchers are conscientious of it as well? That is one of the problems that we face with the Nuremberg Code. When it was written, it was never declared a law, only a list of regulations or recommendations that someone should follow. Many doctors can claim that they have never heard of the Nuremberg Code because of its obscurity. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show today. It feels great to know that we as people have at least some protection and rights during the experiment. Thank you for being here. It was great to hear your input. That's all for our show now, folks, but I'll see you next time on History and Science.